anyway, we just praise God for you and uh, thank you for being on with us. Uh, we're talking some more today about rest. Yep. And uh, I know we have some questions that we're going to get mm -hmm. to. Uh, but uh, let's just give, uh, let, let's let that camera uh, point on you guys and kind of mm -hmm. give an overview, a very quick overview of what we've gone over so far, things that have mm -hmm. stood out to you yeah. about rest. Mm -hmm. I know the other day when I was here on Tuesday, uh, we talked about a fake rest. Yeah. yeah. That was a big, that's a big deal. I find, I've never put <laughs> words to it before. Yeah. Uh, I've never put those words to it, but I find that uh, fake rest actually is a burden to most people and mm. derails a lot of people. Yeah. And I know I've been derailed by fake rest. I thought I was resting and I wasn't. I was, uh, but we defined fake rest. One of the things we defined in fake rest is that we stop doing it God's way. Yeah. So we stop what he's told us to do. Yeah. You know, the devil will try to get us in our head where we're so pressured. Yeah. Yeah. So we won't receive what the Lord's told us mm -hmm. to do or we'll stop doing what he's already told yeah. us to do. Yeah. And uh, that's always fake rest yeah. and we don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, real rest is not pulling back from what God said, yeah. but actually going forward and believing God for more. Yeah. And the rest comes by having a supernatural power, yeah. not by doing less, mm -hmm. but by being empowered to do more. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's real so, rest. It was so good. And it's kind of like, even in the natural, there are some things that reflect what we talked about. Like yeah. um, yesterday, I was feeling uh, kind of tired, needing to just in the natural, uh, make sure I was taking care of my body properly. And and I was like, you know what? I really want to take a nap right now. But yeah. I hadn't eaten anything that day. Anything. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'd really like to take a nap right now. Do I nap or do I eat food? And it was like, I, I was talking to you about it. And you're like, well, if you take a nap right now, mm -hmm. you're not fixing the problem. Really, the problem is not that you need to sleep. Really, the problem is that you need food. Mm -hmm. So my, for me, I'm like, let's just go take a nap because I'm tired. But yeah. that wouldn't be going to the root of the issue. And fake rest yeah. is like that where even that was, spiritually. It was a great example. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Spiritually, yeah. we want to uh, go to the simple solution that our flesh is asking for, mm -hmm. like even sleeping again. But um it's not dealing with the problem. And that was yeah. a great revelation. And we talked about um, how a lot of times we, in order to rest, we'll actually get out of God's will. And then yeah. we're really shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah. Um, and then yesterday we talked about how a key to rest is partnership with God because he will lead us and show us how to enter into that rest. And we can't do it without him. Yeah, we need that partnership, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what was the statement that you made yesterday that was um, I think I actually so took, good. It's oh, so good. It's just, <laughs> um, I think I took a, a screenshot of it because I was like, well, if you wrote it down, I probably should remember it because you put it in the comments. <laughs> mm -hmm. And what you, you quoted me and you said. I paraphrased what I paraphrased. you said. Paraphrased, okay. Yeah. Our satisfaction is supposed to be found in our abiding in Christ, not in things. Yeah. So when we're resting, a lot of times the issue is we'll try to find rest in things. Mm -hmm. Again, that's a fake rest yeah. of sorts. But our satisfaction is always supposed to be found in abiding in Him. Yeah. So we'll make our satisfaction be, you know, taking the vacation, right? Mm -hmm. And the vacations aren't bad until you make it your source. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll find our satisfaction in having the stuff. Mm -hmm. But stuff isn't bad mm -hmm. until you find your satisfaction. In other words, that stuff, those times can come and go. Mm -hmm. I should not have my joy re mm -hmm. removed because I'm in Christ. You see, yeah. if I'm in Christ, I should always have joy, yeah. right? Their joy might be full all the time, all the time. 
So our satisfaction and our joy is not found in the stuff or the things. It's found in our fellowship with Jesus and our yeah. fellowship through Jesus yeah. uh, to the Father, our fellowship through the Holy Ghost, you know, mm-hmm. with Jesus in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Um, all of those things are where our satisfaction is found. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times the issue is in rest or a lack of rest or a fake rest, what we're actually seeing is our satisfaction is set on things outside of him, yeah. right? So like with Peter, one of the things we were talking about is his satisfaction was in the wind and the waves being peaceful. Mm-hmm. He, he, but he could walk when they weren't peaceful on the water, yeah. you see? Yeah. But when he turned his satisfaction from Jesus and abiding in fellowship with him, took his eyes off of him, and now his satisfaction came in, are the wind and the waves being still, Mm. Right? Yeah. All of a sudden, he lost rest, yeah. and he said, yeah. you, know, you like yeah. those sound effects? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I did a great message. I think about it every time I talk about that story now is um, just side note side because note. it's fun. Every time I read that story now, I think about, uh, I forget who I had on the platform, but I had somebody come up and play the part of Peter. And then really? I, I said, you know, we think that Jesus is like, you know, Peter's sinking into the water, and he, he was walking in the water. Now he's sinking into the water, and Jesus comes over there, and he's like, you know, why did you do this? You know, you have little faith. And we think, like, we have this idea that Jesus just grabbed him and didn't pull him up out of the water, but dragged him back to the boat, you know, like, you know, and all the way. And uh, But no, he would, the mercy of God and the love of God wouldn't have drug him through the water, like, look at what you did, you know. He, yeah. he, when he, he reached for him and saved him, and he, you have to understand that the mercy of God wouldn't keep dragging him through the water to mm-hmm. teach him a lesson. Yeah. It would show him what his grace and rest in him would yeah. do. So yeah. take my hand. He would grab his hand, pull him up out of the water, mm-hmm. and then they walked back to the boat. Yeah. You know, his, his love and his mercy demands that yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. But uh, we have this idea that you know, Peter's just like, you know, good luck, Peter. Hope you make it back to the boat. I'll drag you but you know good luck with the water but that's not it i want to know how fast it happened because i've always pictured it like oh no i'm sinking like (laughs) sinking oh no but the thing is is like if 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 he was if it was really an issue i feel like he'd be like (laughs) like just go right (laughs) under like either he's walking through the the ice i'm walking on ice i'm I'm picturing like wiley coyote when he runs (laughs) off like the edge of the cliff Oh no! <laughs> like, it holds up a sign right before he goes help, down. Help me! Help! help. <laughs> like I feel if like you didn't, if, we, if you didn't see Sunday service, you, well, that was at the end. We've quoted that so many times. I know. <laughs> we have quoted it help, this help morning me. multiple times. Help me! Help me! It was it. It was a good story. Yeah. <laughs> what was funny on Sunday, and you'd have to go watch watch the service from Boomerang on Sunday, but. What was funny on Sunday was I was sitting there and I was preaching and I heard that voice. I like, help, help me, help, help, you know? And I'm like, what is that? Like, that's familiar. <laughs> then I thought, then I thought, oh, that was me when I was little. That's the story they told about me. That's my voice, you know? And uh, I was like, that was me needing that's help. But help, help me. Hannah put in the comments, help. Help. <laughs> but. Now, the story about the beans. You have to, it's at the, like in the middle of me praying for people on Sunday. Yeah, yeah that's good. 
But, uh, you know, going back to rest, uh, like I've seen a lot, This it's becoming significantly more popular in the world to, to where like, I just, for the sake of my own mental health, I need to do nothing for like a week for the sake of my own mental health. That is, yeah. is what people say. Yeah. And like, and yes, there, there's a place for you to rest, to go on vacation, you know, to, yeah. to really relax and step back. But a lot of times- Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But but a lot of times what 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 <clears throat> happens more often than not is is I'm avoiding my problems. You yep. know I'm really stressed here. I'm going to avoid them and ignore them. Yes. And then when I go back, it just piles back on again, and yes. nothing gets better. Yeah. Um, and you know that's when people have a lot of you know issues. And yeah. um and you know the if you look at the scriptures, the scripture is clear. If you want to have true rest, it, it happens in the presence of God. That's you know? right. Yeah. And his presence Which is, is what you said yesterday. Yeah. Our satisfaction is there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And his presence is fullness of joy. Yes. Perfect love casts out fear. You yes. Know? You know, all, all these different things that we talk about, it's, it's important for us to recognize that it's only in his presence that we can find peace. You know, yeah. uh, he keeps them in perfect peace whose eyes are steadfast towards yeah. him. So when we're in Him, when we focus on Him and do things His way, that's where the peace comes. It doesn't right. come from, by just stepping back and doing nothing for a week or a yeah. year or a month or whatever or a yeah. day. It comes by I'm entering into His presence. And yeah. in that place, I can find true rest. Yeah. yeah. And that is a question I actually wanted to go back to yesterday that semi came up. I kind of answered it typing in. Is, is rest being doing anything or is it sitting still what yeah. what is it yeah. and the answer is is yes yes in a sense <laughs> yeah. and and we'll, we'll talk about that mm-hmm. but it's um because people have different ideas of rest mm-hmm. and uh we need to make sure that's clear so <laughs> so my mom's on here and uh and my wife says have you heard the green bean story <laughs> yeah. my mom will get that whether she saw it on sunday yeah. or not have I told you about the Brian and the green beans? Mm-hmm. So anyway, Mom, I told that on Sunday. If you haven't seen it yet, it, it blessed me. But anyway, uh, so let's answer that question first since yeah. you were right there. Yeah. Is, is rest sitting still? And the answer mm-hmm. is if, if the word of the Lord is to sit still, mm-hmm. then yes, it is. Yeah. But ultimately, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. You're being obedient to whatever God said to do, yeah. which means we work hard, mm-hmm. but we work without toil. Yeah. Toil was a product of the curse, and yeah. we are now redeemed from the curse. Uh, you see in, um, let's, let's turn real quick to <coughs> Psalms 127. Psalmist. Mm-hmm. So is it Psalm P-S-A-L-M? Or is it plural, psalms? It depends on if you're addressing a specific no, psalm. What's the book called? The, the book of? Psalms. Is it Revelations? Or is, Revelations. It, is it Psalm? Let's see, look here. Like Psalm. You got Psalm, psalm. 190. Look, There's psalms. no Psalm 190. But. Uh, wait, did you switch? What? Wow. Psalm. Psalms. Now, now it said 95 through 97. But see, here's the thing. So it's interesting. Why Which is it? It's saying two different. Your Bible is saying two different things. Well, that's because it listed more than one chapter there. Uh, so each chapter psalms. is considered if you're, if you're a psalm. The whole thing, I would say, it's psalms. psalms. If you're addressing a specific one, it's psalm. Because it's a psalm, and it's a book of <laughs> but psalms. Now you'll be watching it every time somebody quotes from. They say different psalm. things. Yeah. 
Like, I, I, I don't go to <laughs> Psalms, Psalms 23. I go to Psalm 23. Yes. Open. Watch know. now, because you're going to hear people quote it. And say, add an S where they're not supposed that, to. Multiple yeah. times. Uh, yeah. See, this, I, I found this. So are we going to Psalm 1, verse 27, <laughs> or are we going to Psalm 127? Psalm 127. Okay. 127. Okay. Psalm. Abby. Abby is not in rest right now. Abby in the corner went, ah. You are messing with my head. (laughs) (laughs) Psalm 127. That helps. Thank you, sir. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That was great. All right, so Psalm 127 from the book of Psalms, (laughs) Psalms. (laughs) unless, verse 1, unless the Lord builds the house, Mm -hmm. they labor in vain who build it, or that it's in vanity or pride. So if God's not building the house, you're in pride building it. That should apply to every ministry. Jesus is the builder. He said, I will build my church, right? Jesus is the builder. Um, a lot of times we feel like we have to build our ministry and we have to bring it up yeah. out of the ground. No, God builds that, you see. Yeah. So if we're actively like trying to build a resume, that's the worldly way of doing it. And God's yeah. not the builder. It's yeah. vanity. It's pride. That kind of came up yesterday a little bit where yeah. I was talking. It kind of came up of like one of the issues of not having partnership with the Lord and being led yeah. in rest is thinking that we have to take the responsibility. Yeah. It's our responsibility to do everything yeah. and not rely on the Lord. It, and it's not. And so one of the great things is, uh, I kind of I put it like this, is many times we're believing God for something big. So imagine a ministry growing or um, your finances in your life, right? You're imagining that I need to be on the track and seeing growth mm-hmm. in that way all the time. But we know from uh, Third John chapter 1, verse 2, Beloved, above all <laughs> things, I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So in other words, if your soul is prospering, the manifestation of your finances and health must follow. So he prays, he's warning us. So the issue is not getting the manifestation first, the issue first is renewing my mind to the prospering of God, and then the manifestation has to follow. Yeah. Right? Once, If I have a manifestation of my mind renewed, I will have a manifestation of the finance. Or in a ministry, we feel like that, that process always needs to show something and show it greater, but if I'm being, uh, if my mind is being renewed, then I'm actually growing. And this is an example that the Lord showed me. So a lot of times, as long as you are being obedient, and that is the key, and put that in the key. Obedience is the key to success. Obedience to God is the key to success. Pure and simple. Obedience to God is the key to success. So if you are being obedient, and although you might not be able to see a physical manifestation yet, but you're doing what God said, that is success. Yeah. Yeah. But see, many times what happens is we get outside of rest because we don't see the physical manifestation. Yeah. So then we take a fake rest, mm-hmm. dropping what God told us to do. In other words, what we're doing in, essentially is we get weary and well-doing. Mm-hmm. 
So we were doing well to be obedient, but now I don't see I don't see the success yet. You know, think about this. Jesus was the Son of God from the moment he came uh, and was born on the earth. Jesus was the Son of God the moment he was born on the earth, but he didn't start his ministry until the appropriate time. Even his mom tried to get him to start his ministry. He said, Mom, my time has not yet come. He understood the timing of God. And so there was no manifestation of his ministry yet, although he was the Son of God. He was the Son of God. The day before he went to go get baptized, he was the Son of God. The day before he went to go get baptized, he was the Son of God, but he had no ministry. There was no ministry. There was all preparation. It was all foundation. And then to fulfill all righteousness. So we know that the Lord told him, go get baptized by John. So then he's, he's obedient to that. Yeah. And watch what happens. Practically, he goes from no ministry to overnight. It go, so there's none, 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 overnight. And three and a half years, a ministry that literally is still changing the world today. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because he understood obedience. And yeah. so a lot of people, they don't see those things. Now, I'm not talking about the fruit that we're commanded to have. Mm-hmm. And, and we've talked about this before. Anybody, I'm not talking, all right, your ministry is like a church, an evangelistic ministry, something like that. Every believer, all the time, should be winning souls, mm-hmm. yeah. making disciples, walking in supernatural power, walking in supernatural revelation, mm-hmm. walking in the fruit of the Spirit, and having a supernatural, intimate fellowship with God through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay? So that fruit should always be manifested. Mm-hmm. I'm not, but why? Because he's already commanded that. That's a now, that's a now command mm-hmm. and all the time. There's never a point where those areas should be blank. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. There's never a time where those areas should be blank. Yeah. Those areas should constantly be producing fruit and manifesting. Yeah. However, that's written, that's written in Scripture. It's commanded by God. What's not written in here is Brian start boomerang. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian have a church with a thousand members. That's not written in here. Mm-hmm. That's a command that he gave me later, mm-hmm. right? And, it, and if he said right now, I'm expecting you to have 500 people by the end of 2021, that's a word from the Lord. Now I need to be believing, but that's him building the house because yeah. he gave me a word, mm-hmm. you see? Yeah. But if he hasn't given me that word, then I've got to come back. What has he told me to do? Yeah. He's told me to advance the kingdom, to start the church, to make disciples. So I should have all of that fruit, but I can be building a foundation. So a lot of times what happens is somebody's going, they don't see anything, they don't see anything, they don't see anything, and then they quit Mm-hmm. Because they think they're not being successful. They've gotten yeah. weary and well-doing, and they're not resting in it. And yeah. here's what I've found. A lack of rest, please put this in the comments. A lack of rest is a lack of belief. Mm-hmm. A lack of rest is a lack of belief. And I'm going to show it to you in just a second. Mm-hmm. Scripture. Yeah. A lack of rest is a lack of belief. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a lack of belief. Yeah. Okay. So what happens is we get out of rest because we don't believe that all of a sudden on the timeline of life, we can turn the corner and God do something supernatural. Mm -hmm. See, the issue is with God, if he's the builder of the house and we allow him to build it, 
if I'm building it, it has to grow gradually because there's only so much I can do. But God in his omnipotence, his being all powerful, all sufficient, he can, he can be building it and then all of a sudden in one day, like yeah. this. Yeah. One day. Yeah. Like I just heard a story about uh, Pastor, <laughs> uh, I just heard a story about uh, Pastor Peter Dosick. And uh, he said uh, up in Ohio, uh, he basically, Eric Smith and I were talking, he was telling this story. He basically had very similar to what we had. He had about 10 people that were coming for about a year, 10 to 15 people over you know, a year or two or so. And it was just was going on and on and on. All of a sudden, he, uh, he was in prayer and fasting with the Lord. The Lord showed him a demonic thing. And, and all of a sudden, he saw this demon being handled in the spirit. That weekend, the place was packed, wow. yeah. just like that. Yeah. And at one point, there was like 2,000 people. Hmm. No, no, no. It's uh, The city had 1,200, I think it was, if, if I got the numbers right. But here's what I remember. The city or the county had 1,200 people in it. He had like 1,500 coming to the church That's awesome. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. know those I've, numbers? You know I've, the story. I've yeah. been there multiple yeah. times. His I believe his church is bigger now than the the amount of people in the town. Yeah, yeah, and, it is. And it is. his wife, I remember, yeah. I think his wife, like in that process where only a few people were coming, I think his wife told him like, if I wasn't married to you, I wouldn't even come. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> she's a great woman a of God great. though. She's like, they're, they have a great marriage and everything, but she's, she's funny. But, and then I think. So encouraging. <laughs> Thanks but wife. But I think after he, if I remember right, after he prayed against that, yeah. um, I think he set up a fake camera or something. And then he started putting chairs out and he's like, no, like things changed. Like yeah. things are, and then it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Faith. Amen. And see, that's the thing is, is we can be going along, going along, going along. And I, and I struggled with this, you know, in the first few years of Boomerang because, I mean, we're working our guts out. Nothing seems to be working. And then all of a sudden in year seven, around year seven, uh, the Lord started prompting me in prayer to get new vision. And I started asking him for new vision. I needed, we had the vision to start. We had started now it was time for new vision. And in year seven, all of a sudden, new vision came. And we started year eight with that new vision. And uh, so all of year seven, I'm praying, I'm, I'm fasting, I'm praying, I'm going after the Lord. Year eight starts with new vision. I'm telling you, the, the day that changed, everything changed. Mm-hmm. And, and he, literally, people started coming and moving here from other places. Uh, vision changed it because we had that vision. What I didn't realize was... And this this was a great process for me. Your process may be different, but for me, the Lord knows how I tick. He knows what makes me tick. He knows what makes me work. He knows what buttons to push on me to to make me see. If we would have had you know three hundred people uh, in those first eight years, I'm I probably was not at the place. I, I would say almost a hundred percent. I probably and, and I'd like to be able to not tell you this, but it's. It's true, I believe, is if we'd had 300, 200 people, 300 people in those first eight years, I wouldn't have pressed like I needed to. But because we didn't have those people, I pressed and I pressed. Lord, what do you want to do? And then the Lord asked me, what is the church? Right. What I didn't realize was 
there's a whole doctrine of what the church is in America that was incorrect. And I didn't even know it. I'm just following what I knew. But as I dove into the world word, I found out a lot of things that I need to know as a pastor and things that were off course according to this word. And we had to get them correct. But not only did we have to get them correct, I had to see them with such a resolve. I had to see it with such a resolve that I would be able to stand and uphold it when society's going this way and the Bible's telling me to go this way, not just my ideas, the Bible, like pure scripture is telling me to go this way. There's a pressure to follow that and I had to make sure that we had enough strength and resolve to keep putting pressure the correct way because our goal is not to fight society, our goal is to change society, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's the whole goal of this, is yeah. to have society line up with God so that all the people will be blessed. Yeah. And what I found was there were some major errors. And, and uh, it, you might not see those on the surface of, of a service. You might walk into a service and be like, okay, I've seen this before. But it's at what, what's at the root of that? What's the cause? What's the, the root cause? What's the core beliefs? There, that's sitting there. And as we looked at those, we found out that many people were operating their churches as a business mm -hmm. and contrary, you know, they're doing things for money, they're doing things for numbers, mm -hmm. but they're not doing things in obedience. Yeah. And uh, the Lord really highlighted that. Well, I needed that. I needed that foundational period before we had the success. Yeah. Because had we had the success on a weak foundation, it would have crumbled it. I needed the building of God. Yeah. I needed that. Could we have gone faster? Probably so. Probably so. But, you know, who in this world do you know has got it all together and doesn't need any foundational? They just know what to do as soon as they start ministry. I don't know anybody. I've never heard that testimony outside of Jesus. Never. Yeah. I've never seen that testimony. You know, yeah. even when you look at in Acts and look at the apostles and look at Paul, you know, Peter and Paul, they had some disagreements. Uh, Paul and uh, uh, John Mark, you know, they, they had some disagreements. You see a splitting. Barnabas eventually goes one way. Paul goes one way. In other words, they had some issues too, mm -hmm. right? So don't beat yourself up over the issues. Yeah. Just always be trusting in God and resting to go forward. Yeah. And so... One of the things that you see is obedience is always success. Yeah. And so what I had to trust, and then all of a sudden, literally, like we still, I don't believe we've really seen the explosion that we're about to see. I, re I really, but we did see an immediate uptick. I mean, things just started happening yeah. in a completely different way mm -hmm. in Albemarle, around the world, uh, pro you know, prosperity and provision coming in in different ways. Soul counts went up. Power of God went up. Revelation went up. People started uh, being drawn to it in that way. Uh, what's interesting right now is, and th this is so, we've always had good, you know, prophetic wor words for boomerang. But what's interesting right now is we are getting prophetic words all over the world that it's about to explode. Mm -hmm. Like it's about to 
completely explode at Boomerang, right? Yeah. I've never gotten those words. Not, and it hasn't been from all these different sources, you know, that don't know each other, but they're all saying the exact same thing. And it's in our spirit, too. Like, this is about to explode. So, well, and, and here's what I also know, too, is the devil pays attention to that. And yeah. I learned this years ago. The devil watches what we do, you know, I, and... Uh, it's one of those things where we're not afraid of that, but it's funny because the devil actually takes what we say more, uh, more with more esteem than a lot of the people that have gone here before. Mm -hmm. So the devil yeah. pays attention because he knows what's about to happen. Yeah. So there's, I've watched that over yeah. the years. I'm not just saying that, and I'm not trying to be emotional. I'm just telling you, he watches what we say. I've, I've seen the results of it. I've seen yeah. the fruit of it. And many times I'll say, hey, it's going to be an explosion this week. Yeah. The devil knows it is, and it happens, but even people that are called here don't come that, you know, that, that day or whatever. Yeah. So he pays more attention to it and comes against it, which ought to tell us something. If he's yeah. coming against it, he yeah. trusts he trusts that that's a problem, yeah. Yeah. which means it's a blessing to us, but it's a problem for him. Yeah. If he trusts that more and he's working hard to come against it, we ought to pay attention to that. You know, yeah. We ought to at least learn something from it and say, oh, well, maybe if he's taking it so seriously, I should take it more seriously as yeah. well. If he's yeah. taking it seriously enough to come against it, mm -hmm. then I should take it seriously enough to be for it, you know, yeah. to support it, to provide for it, to be, be that resource, bring that faith, hope, uh, and love into the equation, bring my supply. So, but what we find is many times we won't see manifestation, won't see manifestation, and we leave that we don't take rest in God. We get weary in well-doing. And because we don't believe, remember, a lack of rest is a lack of belief. We don't believe that God can do the supernatural just around the corner. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you can imagine walking down a city street, you know, in, in sky, with skyscrapers and everything, you can't see what's around the corner because the building's so tall. But then all of a sudden, you, you're walking right next to the building, and you turn the corner, and there's a huge ministry, a huge provision, supernatural increase in your finances, help, an anointing, and it's poured out. See, the issue is, can we see that before we can see it? Can we see that that's what God's doing and he's working on and building right now before we can see it with our eyes. Mm -hmm. See, and that's the thing that a lot of times uh, God's not building the house because people can't see that with eyes of faith and they can't see it with vision looking into the future. So they give up, they, they leave rest, they move from that position of rest and faith and trust and belief yeah. in God and they don't get to partake of what's coming around the corner. Yeah. I can't I've seen it so many times Nicole and I both have have seen it so many times what's actually happening, mm -hmm. you know. And um it, it's amazing. And it, it actually it breaks our heart because we see people that put in work and they put in faith and provision and gave offerings and stuff like that. We want them to partake of what God's about to do. Yeah. And and then they miss it because they they back away right before 
it happens, you know. And uh, we've watched that so many times over the years. And, and it's heartbreaking. I'm sure it's heartbreaking for the Lord. He's been watching it for all of eternity. We've just been watching it for, you know, 12 and a half years, you know, as a church. So a lot of times people don't have faith and vision to see that. Remember, a lack of rest is a lack of belief, ultimately a lack of belief. And uh, so he says, unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain. They're in vanity, they're in pride if they try to build it themselves yeah. instead of letting God do it. And if you're going to let God build the house, you have to follow his command. If you're not being obedient to his word, God's not building the house. So put that in the comments. If, I'm, if we are not being obedient to his word, God's not the builder. Yeah. God's not the builder. Go ahead. Well, and so that's where a lot of lack of rest comes into play, too. Because if God's hand's not on it, yeah. that's where toil comes. Yes. You know, like yeah. in Revelation 2, you know, where, yeah. where they're toiling and they're toiling and they're toiling. And God and yeah. Jesus reveals to him, this is where you're missing it. Yeah. You've left your first love. Yep. Come, come back to me, essentially. Yeah. And, and so that's where... And that's how you can tell. Like it looks like a great church, but it mentions that word toil. Mm -hmm. And I see yeah. your toil. toil. Yeah. And as soon as he says that, I, I, when I read that... You know, years ago now when I read that and I really caught that, I went, they're not right. They're messed up because the toil's not, toil is of the curse. And so all of a sudden, and, and look at this. So when you go back to Genesis, when did toil come in? The first time you see toil is by the sweat of his brow. He's working now, not by faith, not by glory, not by God's grace, but by the sweat of his brow. That doesn't mean that we don't work. But it, what it means is that we work empowered by supernatural grace, yep. not our own power. So we're energized and empowered, not by ourselves, not where I'm the builder, not where I'm the source, yep. but where God is the source. Yep. And when I, when I can do the same work, when it's my work, I'll sweat and toil. But when God empowers me, it'll be easy and light. Yep. Same work, different power source. Yep. Okay, and that's what makes it easy and light. That's what gives us rest. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so then you see that toil came in mm -hmm. as soon as they fell under the curse. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when they sinned, that's when toil came in. But we, in Galatians 3.13, we are redeemed yeah. from the curse of the law. Mm -hmm. So we're not to operate under the curse, under toil anymore. That is the curse. That's yeah. the curse. Put that in the comments, please. Toil is the curse. Yeah. yeah. Easy and light is the blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Toil is the curse. Easy and light, or rest is the blessing. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Easy and light and rest yeah. is the blessing. Mm -hmm. Look at this, verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early. Get this in the uh, King James, please. Yes, sir. All right, just one of you. Um, it is vain or vanity or pride for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Read that in the King James. Uh, verse 2, yep. the whole thing. Okay. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for, he, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Is that King James or New King James? That's King James. Read, uh, let's see here. I'll pull it up. 
one of the things that you'll see is when you break that word down, the painful sorrows, mm -hmm. it says directly toil. Mm -hmm. Toil. That word is toil. Yeah, in the Amplified Classic, it's, there you go. it says, uh, It is vain for you to rise up early, to take rest late, to eat the bread of anxious toil, for he gives blessings to his beloved in sleep. There you go. Anxious toil sounds so like see, a lot of what my life used to be. Yeah. Well, for most of us, most of us. Hey, look, I found myself in the Bible. That's been me. You're there. Anxious toil. Anxious toil. Mm -hmm. So you can see the bread of painful uh, you know, labors, yeah. right? The bread of toil. That's what that word means right there. Yeah. You'll see that that means we are not designed, we are not supposed to. That is the work of vanity. Yeah. Toil is the work of pride. Yeah. Put that in the comments. Yeah. Toil is the work of pride. Yeah. It's when God is not the builder. God is not the empowerment. You see? Mm -hmm. yeah. Toil is vanity. Toil is the work of pride. Yeah. All right, so go ahead. No, I was just going to say it is. Like, I, you guys have told me so many times, like, when I've gone to you guys asking for a counsel and wisdom and stuff, and you're like, okay, this is pride, this is pride, this is pride, and it doesn't look like pride on it the outside. It feels like you're trying to work hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I want to do so well. I want to be obedient but it's not it's not being obedient it's just me me trying to be me trying to be amazing like <laughs> it's not right pridefully trying to have something shown for what you're doing yeah and to be seen and, for what you're doing and trying to get um identity in what i do feeling like if yeah. i don't accomplish this then I'm lesser and yeah. getting identity in works rather than in my in, in Christ. So now watch this, okay? So when we started the church, it was 12 and a half years ago. I am 2009. I am 36 at that time, I believe. All right, so I'm 36 when we started the church. Many of my friends started churches at 30. Jesus started his ministry at 30. Mm. I'm late. <laughs> right? Not only that, but my friends, going down the timeline of life, my friends got ministries to show for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. My ministry looks like, here's their ministry, my ministry looks like this. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Flatlined. Mm -hmm. That's not true. Yeah. Because success is in obedience. I was being obedient. I was actually being more successful than those that had something to show. Mm -hmm. And so, now watch this. But pride, vanity, wanted me to come up out of the ground with my ministry so that I could be seen for doing that work, which is exactly what you're saying. Yep. And man, did I feel the pressure of it. And then after I started the church at 36... And, you know, the first four years were basically like 20 people, 20, 30 people, and, um, which is better than the first year, which was 10, and I carried four of those, you know, yeah. Nicole and I and Abigail and Rachel, you know. So, I mean, out of the 10, out of the 10, I got four of them. So we had six people yeah. besides us, six people yeah. for the whole first year. Mm -hmm. Nobody was really added right? Six people. So I'm, I'm here, but it doesn't look like anything's happened. <clears throat> Can you imagine the pressure 
and the peer pressure to have something to show for it. Yeah. You know, about a year, uh, um, let's see here, about a year or two after we started Boomerang, um, yeah, I think it was one year after we started Boomerang, another person starts a church in, in town, very similar, uh, Pentecostal-type, charismatic-type church, uh, more, um, more seeker-friendly than we are, right? And so, you know, there was some flocking that went over there. And then somebody else, a year later, another person started the same type of church. And a flocking of people went over there. And, and the next year, another person moved in and started a church. And then the next year, somebody else started a church. Wow. So it was like four churches that looked similar to what we are, all of them, and immediately they had success. Wow. Immediately. And we didn't. So you can imagine the pressure to yeah. have something like I'm working, but where is that? Yeah. Yeah. Where is that, right? And yeah. so I wanted to show something for what we were doing. Man, we were working hard. We were working, and the pressure was there to exit rest and exit obedience to get weary and well-doing so that we could show something. And the pressure was there to, you know, build your church with, with coffee and donuts, and, and short messages and, and uh, numbers, just get numbers in. Because there's a pattern. There's formulas to do that. You can get numbers in. Getting numbers in is not hard. Yeah. I just couldn't, I couldn't choke that down yeah. because the Lord had called me to raise up people in the fullness of the stature of Christ. Mm -hmm. And what attracts people in those formulas to bring in numbers, what attracts them are pieces of the flesh, not building strong spirits. Saying what, what attracts them is what will keep them. And as soon as you put pressure uh, on them to grow and tell them about their need to grow and, and eject that old flesh man, they're, they're gone because they, were, they only came in because of the flesh. They're staying because of the flesh. You see, it doesn't build strong spirit. So we had to kind of, you know, work our way through that, but we had to do it. And many times, I'll tell you, many times I was doing it on my own strength, but I had to, you know, fall back into the arms of God and rest in him. You know, I would say I was definitely, uh, definitely like Peter, you know, looking at the wind and the waves. And there'd be moments where I stopped walking on the water and started trying to live by the flesh. And, and live by my own, and I w got in toil. And then I'd look yeah. at Jesus, and I'd start walking on the water and doing right again. And then I'd look at, you know, I'd look at their ministry compared to ours, and I'd go back to toil. And then, I, then I'd look back at Jesus, and I'd keep on. And we'll, but what happened was we were building the foundation, foundation, foundation. All of a sudden, in that year eight, something changed, and we came up to a different level. Totally just like that, almost overnight. People were like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Immediately we had attention across the world mm -hmm. of, of what was happening, people that knew us, people that God had highlighted us to. And that's just the beginning. That really wasn't the growth. We're about to experience that yeah. in a way that's unprecedented, but we couldn't get weary and well-doing. We had to yeah. stay in rest. Yeah. And what I want you to see is this. It, it ultimately, toil is not of God. Being in rest is. And so we are to work, but like I said, it's the same work being done, yeah. but rest 
and easy and light is when God is empowering you. Yeah. Toil and pride and vanity is when you are empowering yourself. Mm -hmm. So the, the question is, do we work or not? Uh, what are you know? We're not just sitting on the couch. That's not the rest we're talking about. Unless he told you to sit on the couch. I've had days where he said he said stop what you're doing and go and take a nap. Now that's not every day. It's not most days. It's actually rare for me. But I have that. I'm I'm open to it. You know. But most of the times it's okay. Do this. Okay. Do that. I'm in my fellowship in Him. We live and move and have our being. He's showing me what to do. But when I go and do that work. I'm not taking it on my own strength. I'm mm -hmm. taking his grace on. Yeah. And then he's given me. And the way to look at that is in 2 Corinthians 9. It just You can put that in the comments. 2 Corinthians 9, it shows you that when I purpose in my heart to give. Now there it's talking about money and finances. Mm -hmm. But the principle's the same in the kingdom. Yeah. When I purpose myself to work. And to sow in my heart a cheerful giver of my time, effort, and resources to work, he will give me grace that abounds and will bring an abundance so that I can be in rest, in easy, and light. Amen? Amen. Amen. Um, so, you know, because you were talking about how there have been moments when you've kind of stepped out of that rest, you know, kind of yeah. gotten back. I guess when, if you, because this was actually the question, one of the questions that Hannah asked yesterday. She said, what's the best way to enter back into rest if you lost it? So if like, yeah. if I ever find myself in a place where, oh man, I, I recognize I'm missing it. I'm getting out of rest. How yeah. do I enter back into that rest? Yeah. yeah. Well, that feeds into where I was yeah. going next. Let's go to uh, Hebrews. <laughs> Let's go to Hebrews chapter 3. Uh, and let's start at verse 14. Okay. So we're going to read uh, Hebrews chapter 3. Well, let's start at verse 12. And uh, we're going to read Hebrews chapter 3, starting at verse 12, and then we're going to read into chapter 4. And I, and I want to show you some things here. So hold on to that question. Yes, sir. Because it's, it's answered right in, right in here. Okay. So he's talking about the Israelites, after they had come out of Egypt. So they're in Egypt. They've been in bondage for you know, 400 years, and they've been in Egypt for 400 years. And now God comes with a mighty power. You have the ten plagues, which come against the gods of Egypt and shows that he's greater than any of their gods. And all of a sudden, uh, he, he moves them out of Egypt. They come out. They're all healed and their pockets are full with, with the gold and gems of Egypt, right? Um, there's not a feeble one among them, the word says. I mean, they are blessed. They come out of Egypt blessed. God moved with a mighty arm mm -hmm. to uphold his people, protect his people, and bring his people to freedom and to put the oppressor down. That's who God is. He wants us to go to freedom. And so he loves us, and he loves he loves you. You know, no matter who you are, where you've been, he loves you with an everlasting love. He wants you to walk in that freedom, and he wants us to walk in rest. But then they get into the desert, and all of a sudden, the Egyptian army's coming to slaughter them, yeah. and they forget. Okay, now watch this. They forget what he had done for them, and God God has some specific words about that. And, and immediately they got out of rest. They left 
enjoy, I would say, and rest. But then when they got out in the desert, they, they definitely dropped their rest. Mm-hmm. And the, the Lord's words about it are even more harsh than that, but they're connected. They're connected there is they hardened their heart. Yeah. In other words, their heart came, became hard against God. It became hard against him. Mm-hmm. In other words, their heart, even though they were the people of God, yeah. and take this as a, as a sobering reminder, mm-hmm. even though... They were the children of God. They hardened their heart towards God. And see, when we think that that can't happen, we're in danger. You know, when we think we've gotten to a place Mm -hmm. where I can't fall prey to that, I'm not not prophesying that you will. I'm just saying recognize that you have a flesh and understand that it's always going to try and pull you to unbelief. Yeah. Right and a, and therefore a hardened heart and yeah. that is a dangerous place because when you get into a hardened heart you can't be saved. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. When you and watch this and you're going to see this connection when you get out of rest you can't be saved mm. in your issue. Yeah. I've never seen that before. That's that's fresh stuff. But yeah. put that in the comments. When I get in a hardened heart or out of rest I can't be saved. Because it's by faith that you're saved, right? Yeah. And, and Until if, I make that change. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not, at, like we, you already mentioned before, if you're not in rest, you're in unbelief. You're not in faith. And That's you need right. faith to be saved. Faith is the victory that overcomes yeah. the world. Faith is what saves us. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see that they got a hardened heart. Mm-hmm. And as much as God tried to change them, they, if they wouldn't give over that hardened heart, the only, the only people, the only two out of millions was Joshua and Caleb. All the rest of Egypt, I mean, all the rest of Israel could not go into the salvation promised land. And here's why right here. So this is a major, major point. So we're not just talking about, well, I just don't feel like it today. No, we're talking about when I get out of rest and I get get a hardened heart towards God and then watch this, I forget His love and His power to reach down into my life and, and, and work for me, when I forget that, mm-hmm. I harden my heart, I get out of rest, yeah. I can't be saved until I change it. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, in this situation, they may not have been doing the right things and everything. And for me, I've been very legalistic of I'm going to do the right things. But faith isn't just about doing the right things. Yeah. And what this reminds me of is um, a while back, I had... I had asked the Lord multiple times to forgive me and I hadn't been receiving that forgiveness. And yeah. I was like, I was asking you and Pastor Nicole about it because I was like, I don't understand. I've asked the Lord to forgive me for this and I haven't received forgiveness. And I was like, I have prayed the prayer multiple times. I pray, and you're like, you guys are like, well, have you asked the Lord to forgive you? And I'm like, yes, I have multiple times. And you're, and then you ask like, well, were you in faith? And I'm like, well, no, <laughs> like, but I prayed it. <laughs> and, then, and then you're like, you weren't forgiven in a sense because God, it wasn't that God didn't want to forgive you. You hadn't received it. I hadn't received yeah. he it. He had give, given it. Yeah, he yeah. had given it. Yeah. And I was doing the work. Mm-hmm. I was I was doing the toil. I'm, yeah. I'm praying, but I'm not yeah. by faith yeah. receiving that forgiveness, yeah. receiving his goodness. So I literally was blocking myself yeah. from, yeah. it wasn't him, 
it was me. Yeah. And I was doing the right thing, but I was out of faith. Because he, he released forgiveness on the cross. He yeah. paid blood for your forgiveness. But it, it matches up with Scripture because in Mark chapter 11 it says, believe that you have received. Yeah. So our faith needs to be that we've received it already. And where you had, you had said the prayer, but you had no faith backing your prayer and even a lot of, and hear this, this is a major issue in faith. A lot of people, uh, they'll, they'll believe that God can do it, mm -hmm. but they don't believe, and here's where they miss it. This is unbiblical to do it any other way but this. This is unbiblical unless they do it this way. They, can, they believe that God can, but they don't believe that he will mm -hmm. and that they have his will. Now, they haven't believed that they've received it. Yeah. See, the issue, and it's not not believing that I will receive it. You believe what it says, Mark 11 is very clear. Past tense, you believe that you have received it before you see it. Yeah. You believe that you have received it. So you're asking for forgiveness, but you didn't really believe that you had received that forgiveness. I was still trying to get it. Yeah, you were trying was, to get it. Yeah, trying to lay hold of it, but you that wasn't actual biblical faith. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I've, I've been in the position where I'm praying, well, like a situation comes up, and it and like I get out of rest. I know I'm supposed to pray, Yeah. but you know, what I end up doing is, you know, and like I feel like we've all been there at some point. Like I speed tongues, like yeah. start re rebuking yes. and and in Jesus' name, blah 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 blah. And and you know I'm saying all the right things in my prayer, but my heart is oh, is yeah. not in rest. Your oh, heart yeah. is like flipping yeah, my, out. Yeah, it's yeah. flipping out. And I've yeah. And, and, and let me let me yeah. define your your heart. Yeah. Not the spirit and yeah. not the inner man heart, yeah. but the heart, the core of who you are, mm -hmm. the the blend of mm -hmm. your basically your soul. In yeah. other words, your mind, your, the soul, the mind, will, and emotions was not in faith. Yeah. Your spirit man, if it's born again, it's going to be in faith. Yeah. Your flesh man's not going to be in mm -hmm. faith. Yeah. But your soul yeah. is the core. Uh, it's the, it's the you know, defining balance of which way it's going to fall on the core of who you are. And that, that's yeah. the word heart that you're yeah. using. Because some people think that heart is always the spirit man, yeah. but that's not the case. Mm -hmm. It's used yeah. for both things. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you're praying. Yeah, I'm praying, 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 and at the end of the prayer, I'm like more uptight <laughs> and like like pressured than I was when I entered into that prayer, and that that's a sign that you I know I wasn't in rest. No rest. I've done that. No faith. faith. No salvation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like, and then I'm like, man, I came against it. Why did nothing happen? You know, and and, and I didn't realize until no, you, recently. You spoke words. Yeah, I spoke words. But you didn't come against it. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I didn't believe that mm -hmm. I received it because, like, I honestly I learned so much about rest from you and how you respond to situations. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. I, I've I've learned that there's a difference between authority. You know, especially especially the way that you know I, I've seen you kind of correct you know Luke. You know, it's, you don't, like, because I've seen people, what are you doing? Get, you know, like, they, they try an authority, you know, they, they think it's a different kind of, you know, it's out of rest. And it's like, what are you doing? You need to do it. But I've heard you be like, hey, stop, come here, let's talk about this. You know, like, you're stern, like, you, you even can raise your voice. Yeah. But there's a different spirit behind it. You know, yeah. there's a different, there's a different heart behind it, you know. And, yeah. and, and I've noticed that, that 
there's a difference between parenting in rest and out of rest. You know, I've noticed, yeah. and there's a difference between praying in rest and praying out of rest. Yeah. And you know, well, you, stop right yeah. there. Yeah. And hold hold your thought, yeah. but and because that's important is so. Here's the issue: parenting, and then you can take this to prayer. Yeah. Most people are responding in fear yeah. to their kid. Yeah. If you don't stop this, you're going to break your neck. Yeah. And I'm scared. Mm-hmm. So I'm acting out of fear. Mm-hmm. I'm not acting out of authority and I'm not acting out of faith. I'm acting out of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what the child is getting is actually an impartation of fear now. Wow. Yeah. And it's improper. So I'm not, I'm not believing, like even if I see him doing something wrong, I'm not believing that he's going to get hurt mm-hmm. in the future because because I'm going to teach him mm-hmm. how to process it properly and live by the Holy Ghost and live by the wisdom of God, and he will do that. And even if he misses it, I'm believing that the angels of God will protect him even if he dashed his foot against a stone. Yeah. I'm, I'm believing that. I'm not afraid over him. I'm yeah. not afraid over my family in that way. So it's not, but see, most you can see how most people's parenting is fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they impart that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then that goes into prayer. So yeah. now I need some. I need it now. They're not praying in faith. They're praying in fear. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's like those JG uh, uh, Wentworth commercials. It's my money, and I need it now. It's yeah. like it's like I'm coming out here, and I like I think I have authority, but I'm just yelling to the sky, and nothing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. like. But when I when I'm in a position of rest, I can take a position of authority in rest and be like, in the name of Jesus, this is what's going to be done. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, like kingdom come will be done. Like that, like yeah. that's how, that's how Jesus was talking. You know, it was an authority. It wasn't like a timid, quiet thing, yeah. but there was an authority that was, that in his spirit was in a position of yeah. rest. And, and, and that's where you can believe you have received it. That's where you can command to a mountain. Authority mm-hmm. in the kingdom is never measured by volume or mm-hmm. much speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if we'd understand that, and Jesus said that, mm-hmm. you know, he yeah. said, you're not heard because of your many words, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> authority is not measured by volume, mm-hmm. you know, now you may get loud yeah. in your authority, mm-hmm. but just cause you're loud doesn't mean you have authority. Yeah. You know, you may get, you may speak many words in mm-hmm. your authority, but mm-hmm. your many words doesn't equate to mm-hmm. authority. Yeah. And so you see that you know, your authority comes like, you know, when I speak to Luke, I have an authority with mm-hmm. him, right? I have an authority with him and he understands that authority. The girls understand that authority. Each one of them had to go through a period of time where they found out, was I the authority or not? They, they all had to figure that out and mm-hmm. determine it. But what they found was, and this, this, thank you, Lord, for your wisdom, you know, what they found was when I listen to daddy, mm-hmm. it goes well. It goes well with me. It's yeah. better that way. Like I'm not only, you know, do, do good things happen, but it's easier. And they yeah. find that. Well, that helps me be a better example of the fa- their father in heaven. Yeah. Because when we do what he says, mm-hmm. have obedience, it goes well. Mm-hmm. You know, we're blessed by our, our obedience. Mm-hmm. And so we need to walk in that all the time. So, amen. Yeah. All right, so here's what I want you to do. So she said, how do, how do I get back into rest? I'm going to answer that. Mm-hmm. What are the other questions that we have? Yeah. Ask them all at one time. Okay. Yeah. And then, because I think we're going to find most of them right here. Yeah. So it was, what's the best way to enter back into spiritual rest if we lost it? Got it. How do we stay in spiritual rest while working? And okay. 
How do we keep our emotions from inhibiting our spiritual rest? The answer is the same for all three of those, basically. Okay, so let's look at this. So Hebrews chapter 3, what time is it? Past time already. Glory to God. We're so glad you're here with us. And uh, it's going to be awesome. So hang on for a few minutes and we'll speed, read, teach, learn, and rest. I was going to say. I am not exiting rest with this time frame we have here. All right, so uh, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. Uh, Take care, brethren, that there not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart. Now, I want to, so we know that we're supposed to cast our care on the Lord, but yet right here in this scripture it says take care. So in other words, the one thing that we are supposed to pay attention to and put effort to is making sure that we're believing. You know, that doesn't mean you're taking a weight on. It means that you are properly esteeming the importance with a sober mindset. Yeah. We are esteeming uh, with a sober mindset that the rest and the belief of God. Yeah. We're believing that. All right, so now what you see is this. He says, take care, brethren, that there not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart. Now, I want you to see this. What does God call an unbelieving heart? Right there. Oh, evil. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. Evil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Evil. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely evil. An unbelieving heart is evil in the eyes of God. Yeah. He defines it right there. It's evil. So, see, we can say, well, I just, I was just worried about this. Yeah. Evil. Yeah. yeah. Evil. Point, That's point what God says. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, you know, I just had so much going on. Evil. Mm-hmm. You see, evil. It's an. So this is we've made concessions for evil. Yeah. Because the world has told us to take care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's evil. Why? Why is it evil? Because we are attributing to God that he doesn't have enough power to handle it in our lives. So we're calling good evil, Mm -hmm. and that makes us evil because he's not evil, right? Mm -hmm. So we're calling God evil because we're saying he doesn't have enough strength or power, so I don't Mm -hmm. believe in him to handle it right now. I've got to worry about this. I've got to stress about it. I've got to get out of rest. God says that's evil. The world says that that's responsible. Like, that's right. Like I just because need to, the world I need to take is, care of myself. Yeah, yeah. Because the world is built on corruption. Yeah. It says, "Well, you just you're just being irresponsible. Believe in God. No, I'm being the most responsible. Yeah. And that's foolishness to the world. So this is anti-world thinking for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But it is Christ-like. Mm-hmm. But when we exit rest and we move to unbelief. That's anti-Christ-like, mm-hmm. anti-anointing, anti-breaking the yoke of bondage, yeah. you see. So when we exit rest and move into toil, well, we are actually being anti-Christ in our spirit. We're, be, we're having an anti-Christ spirit, an anti-anointing, because Christ means anointing. It's an anti-anointing spirit. Yeah. That anointing would break that yoke off of you just like that. Christ breaks the yoke just like that. When I'm believing 
that he can't break it, he won't break it. I've got to carry the weight of this. That's an antichrist spirit. Okay? All right. Yeah. It's evil. Yeah. yeah. He says, take care or you know, be wise about this, that you don't take an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. So an evil, unbelieving heart also immediately starts falling away from God. Mm-hmm. In his presence is fullness of joy. So as soon as I start unbelief out of rest, I move out of his presence. I'm moving immediately away from the joy. Yeah. Because I'm not going to have joy because I'm going to have to carry it all myself. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to work. Yeah. But if I get in his presence, stay in his presence through belief, his presence mm-hmm. handles the issues. And I'll have fullness of joy because how can I not have joy in his presence when he's handling everything? Mm -hmm. All right, verse 13. But encourage one another day after day so long as it is still called today. Now that word today is going to come up and that's going to be very important. So that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So one of the things he does is, see, I'm not supposed to say, oh, no, I, I know it's just so tough. It's just so hard. Feel for you. I just, I, I just feel, I feel for you. I, I'll be praying. I just completely went against both of these scriptures. Mm. It sounds good. It makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. Completely soulish, evil. Mm. How many times have we seen that happen in church? Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't answer that. All right. So he says, actually encourage one another. No, you stand. You stand and you trust God, you will see the salvation of the Lord. God's not withholding any of his benefits mm-hmm. to those who walk uprightly. Let's walk uprightly and encourage one another, right? That's what it's telling us to do. And then, then it says, otherwise we're going to be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Mm-hmm. See, a lack of faith in Romans, it teaches us a lack of faith is sin. So when yeah. we get out of faith and we get out of rest, we move into sin, and sin will harden. That deceitfulness of sin will harden our heart. Fourteen, for we have become we have become partakers of Christ. Yeah. Now this this is a strong statement. This means we have become partners with Jesus. That means everything He is, I am as well. Everything he is, you're a partaker. You are a partner with Jesus. You are as well. You are as well. You are as well. You are. Yeah. You are everything Jesus is. Yeah. You are everything Jesus is. Yeah. That's what that says. For we have become, not going to become, mm-hmm. we have already become partners, partakers of Christ. And Peter, it says, we already have been given everything according uh, to life and godliness. And it says we have received the divine nature. We've received the divine nature of God. We've received that. He's given us of his divinity. We are partners and partakers. Now watch this. Not just of Jesus, of Christ, which is specific. We are partners and partakers. We have become part with the anointing ourselves. This is who we are in Christ. So when I say, oh, I know it's just so hard. What I'm, t- what I'm saying is, even though you're in Christ and you are, you are with Christ and a part of Christ, you don't have what it takes to get through this. It's going to be hard. Can you see how it's evil? Because now I'm calling Christ powerless and, and 
uh, hard. I'm going against what he said. It's not going to be easy and light. It's going to be hard and heavy. I'm calling Christ powerless in your life. You powerless in your life. Completely opposite to what God has said. That, that's how we get over into evil. Can you see that? Yes, sir. All right. Then it says, if we hold fast, we're part, we have become partakers with Christ. If we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end, we don't let go of it. No, we grab a hold of who he's made us, yeah. and we hold on to it. Right. We hold on to it. Yeah. See, it, we're, it, it's not supposed to be a life where it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going after God, and then we let it go, and then we take it back, and then we let it go, and we take it back, right? Nope, not supposed to be. We grab a hold of it. We hold on to it. We're confident in it. Mm -hmm. Nobody can shake us off of it. Yeah. Nobody shakes us off of our partaker, uh, being a partaker with Christ, part a part of Christ, yeah. walking in his anointing doesn't do it. Fifteen, while it is said, while it is said, today, there's that word, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as when they provoked me. Mm -hmm. As when they provoked me. Now, it's interesting because what he is quoting right here is David, okay? Mm -hmm. He's quoting, I believe it's the Psalms, let's see, verse 15. I believe it is Psalm 95. Psalm 95, yeah. So he's quoting David in Psalms, and David is talking about the Israelites in the desert. Now, what's very interesting is the Israelites, they hardened their heart, they got out of rest, and they got in unbelief, which it was evil. But then David says this. Now, he's quoting in the New Testament, but David said this in the Old Testament about the Israelites. Now, watch this, because we know that the Israelites that had the unbelieving heart fell dead in the desert. But the generation after moved into the promised land, entered into the rest of yeah. the promised land. Yeah. Now, that was here in the past. And then you go down centuries and you have David speaking about the past. Now, watch this. He says, David says now, centuries later, today. Today... Yeah. If you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, David was speaking of not the rest going into the promised land. Yeah. David was speaking of there was a rest today. Yeah. In Psalms, mm -hmm. hundreds of years later, there was still, he was giving them a command by the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Today, don't harden your heart. In other words, what he's saying is, there's a rest today. They didn't enter into the final rest. Yeah. No, that was just a type and shadow of the rest. Yeah. There's a rest today yeah. in God that's so much greater through Christ. Yeah. He says, 16, for who provoked him when they had heard? Indeed, did not all those who came out of Egypt led by Moses? In other words, the ones that came out of Egypt all of, all of them provoked him with that hardened heart, right? And, and so what you'll see is that they're the ones who provoked him when they heard about the goodness of God. Verse 17, and them with whom he was angry for 40 years, was it not those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? Now watch this again. They sinned. Why? Because they hardened their hearts and moved out of rest. Yeah. And uh, so, so, we, that unbelief and that moving out of rest is sin. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's hardening of our heart and it's evil. Yeah. 
18, and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? Mm -hmm. So now look at that. God swore, now he would be wrong to swear that to the Israelites and then hold us on, on a different level. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, you know, I told them they're not going to enter rest, but if you get out of, they're not going to enter into the promise, but if you get out of rest, you can enter in. See, that would be wrong. That's a respect to a person. Yeah. So if he told them, you're not going to enter my salvation if you get out of rest. If you are in your heart, you're not going to enter in. So you might be going to heaven, but you're not going to enter the rest of divine healing if you're out of rest and out of belief and harden your heart towards healing. Yeah. Yeah. You might be going to heaven, but you're not going to get into the, the promised land of big provision in your finances mm -hmm. if you harden your heart towards God being the provider and get out of rest on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, if you get out of rest on provision, you won't enter the promised land of provision. If you get out of rest on healing, you won't enter into the promised land of healing. That's yeah. why a lot of people, they're like, well, I was believing and I asked God and I was in faith. But were they in rest? Were they actually in faith? And the truth is many, many, many people are not. They think that they are, and that's the deception. They were deceived, which is what he said. Yeah. And don't be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So yeah. they were deceived into thinking that they could get it and that they were doing right, but they weren't. Yeah. He says, verse 19, So we see that they were not able to enter because of unbelief. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they could not have salvation because they weren't in faith. Yeah. They couldn't have salvation because they weren't in rest. Yeah. So when they exited rest, they couldn't yeah. enter the promise. Okay. Um, the Amplified Classic says it this way. So we see that they were not able to enter into his rest because of their unwillingness to adhere to yeah. and to trust in and rely God. Unbelief had shut them out. It's powerful. Yeah. So here, I mean, there's so much more. Like I, I, I've got notes that I could go to and tell <laughs> yeah. you about, but I'm, I'm not trying to do that. Mm. So now look here at, at chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore... Let us fear or let us esteem very highly, mm -hmm. okay? Because God's not, God doesn't want us to be in a phobia, yeah. right? He tells us, you know, fear not, have, don't have phobias. Mm -hmm. But he does want us to, this word means an extreme reverence. Yeah. And I, I put it like this, like I, I believe the Lord showed me to say it like this. Me move in such an extreme reverence towards God that people that didn't know any better could mistake it for fear. Right? It's not a phobia of them, but it's such an extreme reverence that it could be seen as that. Right? Yeah. Therefore, let us fear or have an extreme reverence of the things of God. While a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of you may seem to have come short of it. Now look at this. This is God saying... If there's a rest available today, which David just proved, and if, if you go on down, he talks about how that rest is there for today, mm. which I, I gave you the basics of it. But if there's a rest available today in Christ, which there is, mm. and that's what he's saying, if that rest is there, mm -hmm. he said, let us fear. Yeah. I mean, they, this is a, some strong, absolute terms he's using. He's saying, Fear, have an extreme rest yeah. 
while a promise remains mm -hmm. to make sure that you enter that rest. That's an amazing statement. In other words, mm -hmm. we are supposed to take some major responsibility mm -hmm. to be in rest. Yeah. I mean, God is commanding some absolute statements here that we should stay in faith and stay in that rest and enter that rest mm -hmm. and enter that salvation. Yeah. He's telling us strong here yeah. to yeah. stand in that way and mm -hmm. don't get weary in well-doing. Yeah. Don't fall out of that rest. Yeah. Yeah. Two, verse 2. For if indeed we have had good news preached to us, just as they also, so we have the good news of Christ preached. We just had this one. We have become partners or partakers of the anointed one and his anointing, Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's good news in itself. That word right there is enough for us to win every battle because yeah. Yeah. we've been made like him. Mm -hmm. And if he could win it, we can win it mm -hmm. in him, right? So we've had good news preached to us. If we've had good news preached to us, just as they did, just as the Israelites did, but the word they heard did not profit them because it was not united with faith in those who heard. So now watch this. So he's laying, laying a concept here that if they heard it and they didn't enter in, if we hear it, we won't enter into that promise either. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's laying that foundation. Yeah. But what is he showing us? How did they miss it? They heard the word preached to them, but they didn't take that word mm -hmm. and say, Lord, I believe it. Mm -hmm. I believe in you. I trust in you. Mm -hmm. They didn't mingle faith with the word that they heard preached. Mm -hmm. So when we preach this, just second, you've been made a partaker of Christ. You've been made a partner with Christ. You've been made like him, a part of him. You are anointed with him. Anything he can do, you can do through him. Yeah. That's, what, that's what Hebrews 3.14 just said, yeah. right? Yeah. That we were, we have become that. Yeah. So you just heard that good news. Now our job is to take that Take that word and, and take our faith and say, Lord, I believe that. I yeah. can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I will be healed. I will have provision. And faith comes and bonds to that word. And all of a sudden, when, it, when faith and that word yeah. mingle together, belief and rest for salvation is had. And now we believe we have received something. Mm -hmm. For we who have believed... Enter that rest, just as he said. We believe. When we believe, we move into the rest. Yeah. We move into the promise. So now those three questions, what do you do when you're out of it? How do you enter into it? What you do is you go back and you take the word of God. You take his promises. Remember the verse that says, forget not any of his benefits. Mm -hmm. You go back, you review, what has God done for me? What has he said to me? Yeah. What promises has he given me? Yeah. What is he withholding from me? If, if God gave me his son, how will he not with him freely give me all things? Yeah. God has given me everything pertaining to life yeah. and godliness. He's made me a divine partaker of his nature, a yeah. partner of his nature, of his glorious anointing. Yeah. And you take his word, his promises, you take those testimonies, and then you take your faith and you mingle them together. And now we move into that rest and yeah. we move into that salvation and we have those things. Yeah. 
That's how we stay there. That's how we get back there. We've got to stop paying attention to the problem, and we've got to start paying attention to what he's promised. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's good. Does that answer all of those questions? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Well, we went past time, and, uh, but... That was good. The Lord wanted us to go there, I believe. So, amen. Did you receive something today? Did you, did you get blessed by it? Did you receive a word to mingle your faith with? And if so, mingle your faith with it. Move into that rest and have the salvation of God. We just praise God for you. Now, here's the thing. We talked about this the other week. When you hear a good word like that and you want that word operating in your life, one of the best ways to have that word operating in your life is to sow seed into that. And that's what it says in 2 Corinthians 9. Yeah. If you sow into a good word, you yeah. will reap a good word, right? Yeah. Uh, when it says bountifully, that word bountifully means that. Yeah. And so when you sow into that, you say, hey, I want rest all the time in my life. I want to receive it. I want to walk in it. I want to have belief. I don't want to be found outside of rest. I don't want to have an evil and disbelieving heart. Yeah. Then one of the ways you can secure that is as you sow into that. Now, that's not me saying that on my own. I'm telling you what Scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, yeah. right? That's what Scripture tells us. It's, it's not you know, a man-made thing. It's what God says. So you don't have to. That It also says there, give with a cheerful heart. So yeah. if you're not sowing in with a cheerful heart, it'd do you better not, mm -hmm. not to give that. But if you would like to, you're welcome uh, to go to giveww.org. They're going to put the information yeah. up there. Multiple ways to give. Cash app, Facebook, text to give, Venmo, PayPal, cryptocurrency, give one time, give give recurring times, whatever it is, it's easy for you. We've made it easy for you. And uh, there's the QR code. You can shoot that. It'll take you to the page. But uh, we encourage you, support the good news of Christ. You, how many people do you think their life would benefit by hearing what we talked about today. Yeah. And every time you share the broadcast, every time you sow a seed, every time you do any, even when you make a comment, that helps this word get out there. The way the algorithms yeah. are, literally every time you hit the bell, every time you subscribe, every time you share, every time you comment, every penny that you give, every prayer that you pray for us, it helps get the word yeah. out there. And so become a partner with us today uh, to get this word out there. And this word is life-changing today. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just, I know as we were saying it, I can feel the anointing on yeah. it. And I know that your lives will change. I want to just pray over that right now. I want us to pray right now for everybody that's uh, here. Lord, we pray and we lift them up. Lord, let rest mm -hmm. become manifest. Let rest become manifest in every person that's hearing this. Let rest become manifest in every person that's hearing this. We praise you. We worship you. We give you the glory. Lord, let them hear the word and the promises and your character and nature. Let us mingle our faith with it and let it produce a rest inside of us that is supernatural, Lord. That's just it. If we won't rest... We have to mingle our faith, mix our faith with the promise, with the testimony, with the character and nature of God. Remember what he's done. We have to mingle our faith with it and rest will be produced in our hearts. Lord, we just thank you for that rest. And if we'll, if we'll stay in rest, 
We will be saved in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that that salvation comes now. We believe that we have received it, and we thank you for it. Right now, Lord, anybody who's struggling in their body, body be well in the name of Jesus. Anybody who's been struggling in their mind, soul be well in the name of Jesus. Anybody who's been struggling in their finances, finances be well in Jesus' name. Restoration, Come now in the name of Jesus. Protection be over every person here in this. In the name of Jesus. Deliverance from every issue, everything be in Jesus' name. And Lord, thank you for supernatural fellowship. Supernatural fellowship with God be through Jesus Christ in his name. In Jesus' name. The, the Bible says this. If you will call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Call on them right now. Even if you've been born again before, call on the name of the Lord. Jesus, help. Help me, Jesus. Help me in these things. Jesus, I'm calling on you. I believe that God raised you from the dead, and you are the Lord of my life. Not just the one who saves me, but you are the director, the Lord of my life. I will do what you say, and I am saved. In Jesus' name, Lord, I mingle your promise and your word with my faith, and I enter into the rest of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Kelly said, needed to hear that word today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hannah said, pay attention to the promise and not the problem. Amen. That sounds like a good plan. <laughs> yes. Uh, amen. Did y'all get anything out of it? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for your supplies. Really oh, awesome. it's really good. I, I appreciated seeing it as a as a command, not a like if you get your order yeah. if you get your order wrong at a restaurant, it's like yeah. it's okay, I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not yeah. with rest, it's not like mm, I don't need it. It's okay. Some people are really uh, moved by the positive side of promises. In other words, hey, if you do this, you'll enter into rest and you'll have all this good stuff. And then some people are moved by the negative side of it, like, I don't want to be evil, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be evil. And, like, I don't like losing, you know. I'm, I'm that guy. Like, I'm negatively motivated in that way. Some people are positively motivated. But if something's not working right, I, I feel like i got to fix it, you know. So I always will gravitate towards that side of it. Yeah. But some people gravitate towards, no, I need this. I've got, God will give me this, you know. And it's good for us to be balanced in that, but it's also good to recognize which one motivates you. Interesting. You know? So yeah. you'll hear me almost always say uh, the negative side of it is because that's my that has been my default. You know. So when you're like, yeah. "Hey, that's evil," I'm like, "Not doing that." Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. Then then somebody else, I'll say, "You can have rest. You can get healed." They'll go, "Oh, I am doing that. I need to. I need to have rest." You know. So yeah. anyway, find what works for you and do that. That's part of the reason why. God didn't want me to have success. I wouldn't have been motivated by success. I would have. I was motivated by not having success. Yeah. You see, so learn what your what your default ditch has been, <laughs> and then you know it helps you to know that. So. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We love you, mm -hmm. and uh, glory to God. Rebecca says this helps a lot. I needed this day. That is so awesome. Listen, guys, if you haven't done it yet, share the broadcast. And look, hit that bell button, you know, the bell that gives you the notification when we go live. That really helps. Yeah. And uh, those things, they make a big difference. Mm -hmm. So, amen. We love you so much. See you tomorrow at 1130. Mm -hmm. And uh, here is Abigail. <laughs> hey, guys. That was awesome. And 
that word wasn't just for you today. So it was for everyone. So make sure what you do right now, if you're on YouTube, you can click the share button and there's a, there's a little button that says copy this link. What I want to ask you to do right now is to yeah. press that, copy that link, and text that to at least one person a day. It's the easiest way to get the word into their hands. Go ahead and do that. Or post it on Facebook. Right. Twitter. Yeah, right now. Or you can also post it on Facebook or Twitter. You can hit as many people as follow you. You can get this word into their hands, change their lives forever, because this was truly a life-changing word. Something you can also do is if you're on Facebook, right now in the comments, tag someone. Share the broadcast and also tag them in the comments. That's a personal way to get them connected. Make sure you, sh uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> Make sure that you share the broadcast like I just said. Like this video on YouTube. Make sure that you subscribe. That's the word I was trying to find. <laughs> subscribe. Hit that bell like Pastor said. And make sure that you follow us on Facebook. We love you guys. We hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. And we'll see you tomorrow at 1130. Bye.